Hey everybody, welcome back to the Video Production Academy podcast. I'm delighted to be joined today all the way from Indiana by Eric Jones Jr. And I had the opportunity to have a chat last week with Eric. And I have to say, I found this story inspirational and I'm sure you will as well. So Eric, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for the opportunity. No, you're very welcome. So firstly, I'd love for you to introduce yourself and what it is that you do. All right. Well, like you said, my name is Eric Jones Jr. I was born with a rare disease called club hands. So from the age of six months to 16, I mean, 17, I had 16 different surgeries. As a child, I dealt with low self-esteem, being bullied, attempted to commit suicide, really didn't like school as school in general. So really didn't do well in school, then became an adult life when you have a disability you're supposed to get some type of assistance that didn't happen so I had to go through life like finding different jobs and different things of that sort and then around the age of 30 right after I had my son I got into a community and they were like you have a wonderful story tell your story I didn't know what telling your story meant I didn't know what speaking was so I started speaking and now I'm a educator also I'm a podcast host. I have a clothing line. I mentor children. And that's kind of where I'm at. I I started off going through life with a lot of different struggles, but all those struggles led up to me doing what I do now. That's an amazing story. And like I said, it's really inspirational as well. You have overcome so many obstacles to get to this stage. Can you maybe give me a little bit more about your journey? Okay. So like starting off in school, I've always liked basketball and basketball is something that I'm good at. And it's because I taught myself, like I always watch people, but I never wanted to um, be a cheerleader. I wanted people to watch me. I wanted people to be like, oh, this guy can really hoop. So as a kid, basketball was kind of um, my vehicle of how I got confidence and how I was able to do different things because every single day I played basketball from the age of five until I was I still play every not every day but I still play but just being a kid I did that every single day and the lessons that I learned from there you had to be consistent you had to not worry about what other people said or judge you because if I walked on the court and they see the guy with the short arms they're like oh he can't really hoop he can't you know and then when they start playing they're like oh we should have picked him up or oh we shouldn't have talked no trash to him because he actually can play. So I just learned to just be yourself because it, no one taught me. No one wanted to teach me like, oh, okay, you you can play, but we just going to let you stay over there. But it was more so of I can play and I'm going to show you that I can play. So basketball is really kind of what helped me get the confidence just in general in life. And then as an adult, being a father and having someone depend on you and that really changed uh, things. And then right after I had my son, I started speaking and I told my story like one time and I realized that was what my purpose was to go through all those years of being picked on, bullied, having surgeries, not knowing if those surgeries would work out, not just going through not being able to get a job because of the way that I look and different things. And me telling my story and someone saying, oh, you inspire me or you motivate me to do better or something that I understood what my purpose was. And that's kind of how I where I'm at now. 
I'm about to be 36 in what, three weeks, two weeks. So it took me 30 years to really realize what my purpose was and why I was born the way I was born. I think that the fact that you found your purpose and you've taken direction with it is brilliant because some people manage to go through 80 years of life and not get to that. So I, yes, I think that's marvelous. But what stage did you start to use video? At the very beginning, I don't think, uh, I think even the first, the first time I went to go speak, because I learned I was in community, I learned like you always got to get footage. Like no matter what you're doing, like you want to get footage. So as soon as I started speaking, I was recording on my phone. I was doing um, my Instagram. I started really where I started was YouTube. And excuse me, I like was in my basement and just started YouTube videos. And that's where I really started. And then that's how I got speaking um, engagements, just by doing, being consistent, even though like, I didn't really know what I was doing. I just was like, okay, let me, I know I got to record. I know I got to post on social media. Let me do it because I've heard other people say it, or I've, you know, watched different people in my industry. And I'm like, okay, they're putting up videos. I don't necessarily have the video quality, but I have a message in my video. So I just started and understanding that social media is the world that we live in. And, and I understood it. So I just started, as soon as I started speaking, I was on the video because if you don't have footage, does it really count? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. I love the fact that you know that your message counts more because there's so many people won't make a start because they can't get it perfect. And so the fact that you've gone with the message and then built up the skills is, is brilliant. It's just exactly what I would tell people today. Do you have a platform of choice? I would say Instagram, just because that's the most consistent one that I've been on. I just started TikTok and I think, I don't know, I kind of started it because it's like you can do the dances and all those different things and it's kind of the new thing to do. So I tried it out, but mine would be Instagram, like just because I'm on there more and I've been consistent on there. I think I've been on there since 2000, like consistently like 2018 or 2017, 2018 consistently video. So that's kind of my, where my go-to platform. Facebook is cool too. My Facebook got hacked like a few, like two years ago. And that kind of messed up my Facebook whole thing. I don't got the same people. People thought because the person hacked, they thought it was me. So they kind of fell back off of it. But Instagram is, is my go-to. I always find it interesting because everybody always has a favorite. I haven't talked to anybody yet who goes, well, it's this and this and this, but it's none because everybody just automatically goes, it's that. And I find that really interesting because I think we all have one where we feel like we're at home. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how did you learn to create videos? Watching, I guess you would say watching other people, just seeing what they did in their video. But I started taking like a speaking course and they broke down how to do videos. And then I just started doing them. They're like, you gotta be able to do a video in a minute. You gotta, you, you gotta do it in three minutes. If you do whatever, whatever your story, whatever it is, you gotta be able to do it in certain time frames. And I just, I would just go in the basement and hit record. And then, and I understood that you had to have principle in there and you had to have story. So I just, I really was working on, working with my family, whatever I was gonna do in the video, I would do in front of them and see if it worked. And so I was just utilizing what I had. And then once I learned how to do a minute video, like I was starting off, I think at like 
five minutes then I was able to get down to a minute and when I was able to do that I just just rocked with it it really was just trial and error like I mean I asked some questions here and there because or people that knew me they were like I remember one dude called me and I'm like he don't rarely call me he was like hey man your lighting on your video isn't that great and he was like you showed me I would ask people questions but it's mainly me just going and figuring it out on my own because everybody's different and when you watch people and you and you I guess study people you become them and I didn't want to become people that I looked up to in the speaking industry I just wanted to be me and get my message across yeah I think that that's such a key thing because like you say it's so easy to follow other people and try and emulate them to the point where actually you lose your own identity in it and it's what I, uh, what I say to people is people are just waiting to love you. They want to hear your message and want to see the authentic, real you. Yep, that, that is so true. And I think that's why I stick with um, Instagram is because the stories, like on the stories, I've always been myself. I'll show who I am as a person. Like, I don't put all, all my business on there, but I do show who I am because people want to know who you are as a person. They don't want to just look at you as once you make certain money or you become however famous, you don't want to look like you're untouchable. You want to be touchable where people can reach out to you. They can message you or however they reach out to you and can ask you a question and you'll answer. And they'll be like, wow, such and such just wrote me back. And you can make somebody's world just by doing that. So I always just understood to be me. I don't talk proper. I sometimes use bad language. And that's just me. And like everybody didn't like Jesus. So I understand everybody's not going to like me. So but you got to be yourself, though. You've kept it very clean for me so far. I appreciate that. We're a universal PG rated show. So (laughs) Um, I'm at work, so I can't. (laughs) (laughs) I'm interested to know, which do you find more difficult telling a story in a minute or telling a story in five? Hmm. I would say five, because in a minute, you know, it's boom, boom, boom. In five minutes, you could be telling that story and you could get sidetracked because when you're telling a story and you're doing a video, you want 80% story and 20% principle. So you could put the principle in the front or you could put the principle in the back. Depending on the story, I usually try to put the principle kind of a little bit of it in the front just so I remind myself this is the story that I'm going to stick to and then at the end too so I would say a minute because it's like tell the story get the principle boom I'm done five minutes kind of tricky you can depending on what you want to talk about and then when you start talking it could come out different that's very true what opportunities has using video led to that you wouldn't have had otherwise being able to speak to different schools being able to speak in different states being able to mentor kids in Nigeria like just by doing my videos I did a couple basketball videos and guy reached out to me and he was like we're in Nigeria but we you know we're looking for global mentors and I'm like okay how does that work and it was through an app And I think like once, no, it was like twice a month, I would get on there and I would talk to them and they would give me feedback and everything like that. So just being able to talk to people outside of the country 
I think that's the biggest thing for me. Like that was amazing. Like to be able to talk to them and have people outside of the U S just outside of Indian to know me. And then being a basketball coach, I volunteered at first, but then I was able to get like an opportunity to coach in high school basketball. And it's just by being on social media, putting out videos, putting out stuff that attracts the right people because like I could be, say I go speak and somebody might tell somebody, but somebody might live somewhere else. And that's how you get those opportunities. And then I don't know if you know who Eric Thomas is. He's one of the um, top motivational speakers here in the U.S. And he knew who I was. Like I went and volunteered at one of his camps because I knew people and he knew who I was just by me doing those videos. And I was like, because the first time I met him, I wasn't doing the videos and I met him and I was like, okay, what I'm going to say when I talk to him and I froze up. So then the next time I met him, he knew me, like he knew actually who I was. And I was like, wow, just by me dropping videos and different things. So just by being able to have conversations with different people too, because if I wouldn't have got on social media and been posting and all that, even with having a podcast, like I might not be able to speak to you or the different people from different countries. So just, just the opportunity to connect with people from all over the world and be able to share my story. I don't think if I wouldn't have started videoing it, I don't think people would have known who I was. I could have been just a local joker and that would have been cool, but I think it's better for people around the world to hear my story and not just people just close to me. Can you tell me a little bit more about your podcast? My podcast is called Underdog Talk. So I have conversations with successful underdogs and an underdog is anybody that starts at the beginning, really, because I think even the riches of people, they started off as an underdog and is really having a conversation depending on the topic. I ask um, the person how they started, what's the steps, and then they give practical tips of whatever that topic is to help people um, change their mindset, perspective. And there's people from all over. It's men, women, people. I've done a couple people here in Indianapolis, but a lot of people have been all over the place. New Jersey's been one of my targets. I don't know why. The, or the people that are coming up that I'm interviewing this week, they're all from New Jersey. And I'm like, okay. And I even have someone from England, just being able to talk to different people. But it's just me and having a conversation with successful underdogs and being able to show the world that underdog isn't always someone that's not going to win. An underdog is really someone that's going to win. If you're into sports, you always hear the underdog and it's like, oh, we love that story, but you can be that story. You can be that successful underdog because if I can be a successful underdog, then anyone can. And it's just being able to talk to other people about it. I do have video of it, but my laptop's down. So I haven't had video in a while, but I keep it rolling because I don't want it to stop just because of one hiccup. But video is definitely important because you get to see who you're looking at, who you're doing the video with, and then just being able to put it on YouTube because a lot of platforms now are for podcast. Everything, everything's turning into podcast platforms. If you look at it, Facebook, YouTube, not just your Apple and Google, but every social media is turning into. So you want to be able to put that out there for the world to see. Absolutely. Now I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit now and ask you if you've got any tips to give People that are thinking about making video, but haven't gone for it yet. Like Nike, just do it. Like, <laughs> stop waiting. Stop waiting on the right time. Oh, I don't got a camera. I, I haven't had a camera the whole time. I use my phone. 
phone I've had, I use my phone. If I have a tablet, I use that. Like, don't make any excuses. Oh, I don't have the equipment. You can go to five below and get you a um, the little round light so you can have the right lighting or you could get you a tripod, however, you know, whatever it is and be able to put your message out there. I mean, even if you don't like it, just put it out there. Just hit record and post it and see who likes it. Because if you don't put it out there, you won't get feedback and you won't know how to make the adjustments. Like, man, you just keep watching other people and just watching them. It's like, people can watch you too. So just do it. Just whatever it is, if you're a cook, if you're a musician, if you're a speaker, if you're a teacher, whatever you want the world to know about you or what you want to teach, just hit record. That's really? that's that's simple. Is that's simple. That's all I did was hit record. Once I hit record, I learned how to edit and do all that different stuff along the way. But if you don't take the time out to actually hit record and do the video, you'll never know what you, what you're capable of doing or what your story is capable. Who who's your story capable of touching? You never know who you can impact. That's so true. How can people connect? On Instagram, Eric Jones Jr. Speaks, Underdog Talk Podcast, and Underdog is spelled U-N-D-E-R-D-A-W-G. On Facebook, Underdog Talk Podcast, Eric Jones Jr., Underdog Talk on Twitter. Um, On LinkedIn is Eric Jones Jr. And I have a clothing line. You can check it out. It's called ChristianDewan.com. Positive energy through your clothes. And I think that's it. If you want to email, email me underdogtalkpodcast at gmail.com. That's brilliant. What we'll do is we'll include all that in the show notes as well so people can connect up directly with you. All right. Thank you. No problem. Thank you so much for your time today, Eric. And uh, You didn't disappoint. I thought it would be inspirational and it really has been. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you for the opportunity. And yeah, just thank you. Yeah, thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for listening to the Video Production Academy podcast or watching it if you're viewing us on YouTube. I'm Lee Midlane and I've been your host for this episode. If you'd like more information, resources or free downloads, head over to the Video Production Academy at www.videoproductionacademy.co.uk. Reach out if you have any questions, queries or comments and subscribe to hear more inspiring conversations with business owners just like you who've built their business using video. Until next week, shoot for the moon.